Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I am George Reister. He is Ralph Amson. <laughs> it feels so weird. I don't know why it feels so weird saying my own name when on my radio show on Mad Dog Sports Radio or on Fox Sports Radio that I say my own name all the time. But for some reason, when I say, am I right or am I wrong with my man, Ralph Amson, which is what I usually say, it doesn't feel natural to say, hey, I'm George Reister. It's weird, too, because like that's your dad's name. So it's like you've heard it in a context that's not your name my name is also my dad's name and i have a really hard time saying my own name and if somebody else was named ralph i could say ralph but like just saying it now is one of my one of the most horrifying parts of my day is when i'm at a restaurant and they say like can i have a name for your order and i'll be honest sometimes i lie 
What? <laughs> but then <laughs> sometimes I lie because Ralph is the name of like <laughs> Ralph is the name of people who were born in like the late 1940s. There are not very many people my age named Ralph. My and name so, is George. Like, what are you talking same, about? No, same. Ralph and George and Sam. It's like the Looney Tunes dogs that and Wolf that check in on the clock. Like, we are, we got old people names for sure. But George, I feel like is, I don't know. You had the cartoon monkey. I had the cartoon mouse. A shout out to Beverly Cleary who just died. By the way, made my childhood a living hell with Ralph S. Mouse and the mouse and the motorcycle. But there is sometimes I when they ask me. What my name is, I feel weird saying Ralph. Like it's because some there's been a bunch of different times where like the person behind the counter has laughed or like said for real or like my grandfather's name's Ralph. I don't want to have a conversation. I just want to take my receipt and wait for my food. And so sometimes I will lie and then the trick becomes remembering the name I gave them because sometimes I'll just forget. And then I'll just be waiting. My food will sit on the counter for an extra five minutes. So hey, do you know I don't know, man. It's a Hey, do you know what I used to do? Go ahead. Do you know what I used to do? Um, and th- this has nothing to do with not liking my name at all. But I just I just thought this was dope to do when I was young, when I would go to restaurants. Right. And they would ask, you know, or you call in, you were going to make a make a reser- reservation, especially I wouldn't do it if you like walked in, put your name on a list. But uh, but a reser- reservation. I would uh, be like, my name is Rich. And they'd be like, okay, can, can we get a, 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 a last name for you? And I'd say, Blackman. So then when Come they on, would call me, be like, Rich Blackman? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Oh, Thanks. come on, man. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I should, everything, everybody should have a pseudonym of some kind. Um, so, but speak, speaking of that, I had to tell this story because uh, I just signed some financial documents. We just moved. Um, feels like I'm signing financial documents every single day since we moved. But uh, <laughs> I was talking to somebody about and they said, like, hey, try to make sure that your signature looks the same on all this so there's no hiccups. And it reminded me that when I was 19 years old, somebody told me, and it was uh, right around the time the electronic signature boxes had first come out. Somebody told me, you can write whatever you want in yes. those boxes. They don't check. Dude, I and scribble. I, like, oh, really? I, I just, especially during during the pandemic, dude, I just. Okay. Not- so that's, so I started doing that. And then while I'm standing in the grocery checkout line, I start to draw little pictures, right? Yeah. Like I draw like a little house and some trees, or I just draw like some squiggly circles it got to the point where I was like, I could do whatever I want. And I had this uh, like $500 limit state farm credit card. And I, in the checkout line of, I think it was probably an Albertsons or something like that. I drew a dick. Right. What? Just <laughs> hold on. Hold on. So, and I, you know, I was just getting some, some groceries and I drew a dick in the, in the <laughs> box, dick in the box. Um, they called me. They called me. They asked if that was my signature. They asked if I could verify the purchase. George, I don't do that anymore. It's not funny. It's not funny. funny. So they they called me and they said, we just want to verify this 
drawing, like we're going to send it to you, email the PDF. You need to verify that this is actually you that made this purchase with this signature. I was like 19 years old, and they sent me a picture of the dick that I drew via so PDF in my back. email. So they trolled you right back. So they do check, not like I'm sure you could get away with it for a really long time unless you're like being profane, right? Um, yeah, so little word to the wise if you if you just because i have friends who just draw a line or they do an x or whatever yeah. i'm sure that's fine but like if you're if you're in there like writing stuff you shouldn't or you you're well, right only like, you uh, would do that only you would do that the the rabble that rouser himself ago. yeah that was okay. a lifetime ago. That's, yeah i'm a different yeah. person lifetime ago go. was this was this before 2015 or after 2015 before 19 years old so oh, seven, okay. oh 18 years ago seriously? a literal lifetime ago yeah no this is like uh i was living in wyoming at the time it was they emailed me a picture of the dick i drew george <laughs> dude what what movie was was that where he was it was uh super bad and yes. that <laughs> completely different thing i wasn't obsessively doing it okay. i was just something different sure. in the box every day it's not it wasn't like every time it was once anyway Okay, How are yeah. you doing? Um, anyways, uh, so, okay, so people are like, what the hell are they talking about today? So anyways, um, uh, we were going to talk about players sitting out over social justice issues. Good job, Ralph. That's what we're talking about? Well, one of, one of the things, or, or did, did, did I forget to tell you that? It's, it's news to me, but I'm in. I'm in. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually down for whatever until yeah. you call me right afterward and say, was that OK? And I say, we'll find out. <laughs> All right. So players sitting out over social justice issues. So we had Aaron Hicks, um, Yankee center fielder, sit out over the events that happened in uh, as it related to Dante Wright's uh, be, being killed in Minnesota. The Nets and uh, Timberwolves game got postponed till the next day as well. And Kyrie Irving still not playing for quote unquote personal reasons. We don't know what those personal reasons are, whether it's something to do with the family. Steve Nash was asked yesterday whether he was going to play. And I was like, <sighs> and Kevin Durant made an interesting comment. He was like, you know, we have to make sure these things stay in the forefront, but I'm glad they played the game because ultimately we do have to play. And for me, I thought that his comments were perfect and a little bit of a shot at Kyrie because I thought he was saying, hold up. Now, now, you know, we we do have to um, do our job at the end of the day because we are entertainers. Yeah, and I, I think it's okay. It's definitely okay if Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant have a different perspective on what should and shouldn't be done. I hate athletes sitting out for these reasons. I hate teams taking time off for these reasons. Um, and the main reason that I just fully disdain it is because it sets the expectation that every single time that there's something like this, especially now that we're paying attention, we're not always paying attention as intently as we are to social justice issues when it comes to um, policing and, and the interactions between uh, police and particularly young black men. And so 
it feels like every single time it's like, okay, well then if the team doesn't take the night off, did they do something wrong? Yeah. And so I, I really hate the precedent and there are some online based social I hate the term social justice warrior, because if you're just doing all your fighting online, you're not a warrior of any kind. You're a social justice, non-warrior. You're, you're, Twitter tough guy, right? So yeah. you have all these people when a team doesn't take the night off or when a player doesn't sit out or when a player doesn't kneel um, that they're saying that they're bad or wrong or you know they're, they're not meeting your personal expectations of what should be done to raise awareness. I would say at this point, awareness is up, George. Oh, yeah. Like it's at this point, it, we're talking about teams and players taking nights off and delaying games as punitive action to remind everybody who's not on board thus far that if you don't get on board, then you're going to continue to be in inconvenience until you are on board. And See, I don't. But that's the that's the part I don't mind. Right? Is that there should be some level of inconvenience if, because people are inconvenienced by this. It's not just quote unquote inconvenience. This is a real problem. And right, but why athletes? It's not like they delayed this week's episode of law and order SVU. Okay. That's entertainment. Millions of people watch that. It's not like they delayed this week's episode of the bachelor. If there was one, they like those. It's only, it only falls on athletes and I'm sick of it. Okay. See now, see now that's a, a separate conversation because I do think that there is some credence to that is that it should not just fall upon athletes, that this should be more of everybody participating in this, which, which I think is better. So you're not going to go to your job at um, replacing uh, HVAC coolers. You're not going to go to your job. No, no, no. no. No, 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 grease traps at at uh, fast food restaurants. See, I think that that with much responsibility, well, that with, you know, with fame, with influence, that those come with a higher responsibility. And and I think that there's a fine line that you draw, because I think the players in the bubble figured out real quick. Hold up. We are partners with the league, right? So they got the owners to put up money in the communities to use the stadiums as voting centers, like all sorts of things. They, so they got a lot from from the owners. And I thought that sitting out was punitive to the ownership and to the people from the networks, all sorts of inconveniencing them. Right. To make them get on board with doing stuff that way, that way, the next time that something happens, they would have already been that they're not being reactionary, that they're being proactive to use their influence to get these sorts of things stopped, whether it's with legislature being changed, because it's not just about Derek Chauvin. It's not just about this lady. It's not just about any of that. It's about the entire system which has to get changed, which a lot of that has to do with laws, bills, and those things that people who are rich, famous, or uh, powerful have influence to change. I'm, I'm with you. And I think that you, among others, have been an important voice um, when it comes to helping people get used to the new normal of athletes using their platform in order to help enact 
change for the greater good. My issue is that the thing that you helped people get used to has now become the expectation and not the not not the exception that athletes oh, so should have the that... freedom to speak that, that they it, that athletes should have the freedom to speak their mind on these issues and to stand up and to coalesce with each other and to and to come together and find ways to make change and they've done that and that's fantastic where the issue lies with me is that when it becomes the expectation so you think that there should not be an expectation that athletes do this and you feel like that that every athlete feels like or potentially has pressure that this is what they're supposed to do. Yes, yes, I do. And I, and and I would rather just people be themselves. Like okay, so Myers Leonard pre uttering anti-semitic um slurs while Twitch streaming. Myers Leonard stood for the national anthem, right? Yeah. All his teammates knelt, and then he articulated why he stood for the national anthem. He also articulated why he stood by his teammates uh, and their kneeling, and that he, in doing something different than them, was not saying that what they were doing was wrong. He just said yeah. that what was right for him was right for him, and what was right for them was right for them. Not to take away from their message, but actually, ultimately, probably highlighted their message a little bit more because people paid a little bit more attention to the one team that had the one white guy that was six foot ten standing up next to a bunch of kneeling black athletes, right? Yeah. So in that moment, you have a couple of options as a the consuming public. You can look at that and say. Um, look at all these athletes who are kneeling for the purposes of keeping at the forefront of our minds that there are issues faced by certain communities within our tapestry that have not been properly addressed societally. And we're going to keep doing this until they are. We're going to keep doing this until we feel the pride in our country that other people who are standing feel. That's the goal. That's where we want to get. You, you have the ability to look at that and say, like, look at what those people are doing. And instead it becomes, look at what that one person is not doing. He's bad. The expectation is that everybody kneels. Kneeling is the right thing to do and not an anomaly meant to enact change down the line. But kneeling becomes this thing that you're supposed to do, just like standing was this thing that you were supposed so it's to like, do. So it's like you lose the uncomfortability factor of it. Like that, or the or the shock value, right? Because now it's just expected, and I I I don't know. I there. So when when I uh, I hate it. I know that there is some like so. Greg Popovich locked and loaded at all times, right? He's yeah. waiting for somebody to bring up a social justice issue so he can take aim at Greg Abbott, so he can take aim at uh, at Donald Trump or or whoever else, right? Um, that's Greg Popovich, but that's not every NBA coach, and it's certainly not every NBA player. Yeah. See, so, see, I don't. So think now we have all of these media- though. I don't think that there's an expectation that everybody has to do it. However, I do think that if you are a black player, that if you're if you're a black star player, especially right, people are going to ask you about these things. And there are going to be some like like a James James Harden who chooses like, yo, I'm going to stay out of it. I don't you know, I you know that these things aren't right when they happen. But he kind of glosses and keeps moving. 
And I do think that there is some judgment against him by people for for doing that. I do. Oh, there definitely is. People boycotted Adidas because James Harden accidentally wore a Blue Lives Matter face mask. Hey, bro. Gots to be more careful, buddy. Gots to be more careful. Um, like, why Why you got to let somebody else have that much control over your purchasing decisions that everyone at all times is just walking some type of tightrope that you have to be completely defined in your opinions and, and the way that you direct your dollars are completely defined by how everybody is acting at all times. They got to be in lockstep with what you think or else. And I, and that, that stuff just drives me nuts. It's I want athletes to have the space to be themselves and as much as Kyrie Irving drives me absolutely bonkers, and he he does, and there was <laughs> a moment when he was almost on the Suns where where the Cavs wanted Josh Jackson, and uh, the Suns didn't end up pulling the trigger, and they didn't end up with Kyrie Irving. Um, I didn't want I didn't I didn't want him because he's exhausting, yeah. but. There's no doubt in my mind that Kyrie Irving is fully himself, whatever himself is. And I, I just Are you want sure? Athletes- Are you sure that Kyrie Irving knows who Kyrie Irving is? Well, definitely not. But that's who some people are. Some people are just on a journey. Right. And that's um, and, and, and that's OK. And I just want I just want it to be OK to be who you are. And I know that people will, will bite back at that and say, well, what if who you are impinges on who I am, then let's have that conversation, but don't just shut somebody up so that we're not able to have this, that conversation. And to me, the NBA is becoming this battle ax of social justice that if everybody in the NBA isn't in lockstep or fully informed at all times, that that they face this undue criticism, and at the end of the day, these are basketball players See. who, if they want to be political in some way, should be able to to be able to do so without their feet being held to the fire because they're the ones who kicked the door in. We should appreciate that they kicked the door in, and we should walk through the door and do the work ourselves. Well, see, I think that on on, on some level, the players who have kicked the door open and other athletes and other sports have have followed suit that they are that they do have a responsibility on some level if you are going to talk about it that you should walk the walk as well in your community in what your charity endeavors with whatever else so i i believe that if that if you're going to talk about it you got to be able to stand up to the criticism of what you're doing in your community as well um, so should they be taken should that should every time this happens and it's going to keep happening because we have a lot of deep, deep, deep work to do until it until it slows down to uh, there is no acceptable rate. But until it slows down to the point where we're not dealing with four simultaneous um, police killings in a See, that made the, national so- news in a four year period in Minnesota alone. At what point, George, do do you just say like, all right, everybody needs to take a night off every time this happens? Oh, okay. See, see for, see for me, I know that this is probably going to be a wildly unpopular opinion, but for me, it's not even about the killings. Like, like the killings are shocking, right? And they're frustrating, all of that. But for me, what has been my experience in my life is the killings are frustrating. 
But for me, it's the harassment and the excessive force that doesn't lead to death that is more common and just overlooked. They're like, oh, 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 he was a criminal anyway. They whooped his ass. Like, no, he wasn't resisting arrest. He what they used some of these buzzwords. They passed legislation in Kentucky that you can be arrested for offending a police officer with your with your words because you said something mean to him. I it's it, it it's like it's like we we get so focused on the big thing like the death the death right. But I've been pulled over so many times while doing nothing illegal. So, oh, we're we're gonna check to make sure you're okay. Uh, because you're in a nice car, nice, nice neighborhood. Why are you, why are you here? Are you a drug dealer? Do, uh, do uh, you have any crack on you? Bruh, what? Do I look like I smoke crack, homie? I mean, just, just being stopped by officers when you're walking down. And it was funny. I was talking to my mom earlier about just, it's the perception of being black as a threat. And, and this is something that that we're going to talk about later. So I'll I'll wait to 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 go over that. But um, yeah, it that's the part the harassment and the excessive force that doesn't lead to death. That's a bigger deal to me. Yes, and we you and I have talked about on this show too that you know I've I've certainly had some some uh, run-ins with the law. I mean, to the point where it's like you can go back and and uh, in my small hometown, my small Wyoming hometown, the police that were harassing me ultimately got arrested for trying to frame the mayor, and it made national news. So I felt super vindicated, but there was nothing there was nothing more lonely then in the moment of knowing that like I saw those lights behind me and there's nothing I can do and nobody that I can talk to. Yep. And I just imagine like, man, what, it, what, what if I had been as dark as my dad? What if I had been your skin color? Like how much worse could that terrible situation that I ended up giving up my driver's license for two years and walking everywhere in this small town just to avoid getting pulled over. And I mean, for the, for the most part it worked, but like the, the lengths that you go to make sure that other people don't find a reason. Um, and the lengths the black community has had to go to make sure that people in law enforcement aren't finding reasons. Um, it's exhausting. And then I just, I, I get to the point where, I'm watching NBA players try to carry this cross, try to carry this burden, and I'm exhausted for them. And I, okay, and that that's why sense. it comes see, off as me. I'm just, I'm sick yeah, of seeing see, it, when man. I just it, when you say it like that, I think that makes okay. Like that, that you don't feel like that they should be the only people that should have to carry this uh, burden. Um, I just, I don't want it to get to the point where we expect them to do it because it was it. <sighs> It was a nice aid in the battle for equality and justice when the players of the National Basketball Association and and the National Football League and others all joined in to push this cause forward. But that doesn't mean that it's their battle and everybody else gets to sit back. That just yeah. means that like we're we're allies in it. And I just I feel like 
I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like I'm just sick of the NBA just having to be this, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, speaking of carrying crosses and a burden, the jury has, uh, they're, they're getting close. They're doing cross examinations. I'm sorry. The defense is presenting their defense in the Derek Chauvin case. And we, me and Ralph were talking about the jury earlier and the makeup of the jury. So you have, there are 14 members of the jury, uh, two alternates, there are six people of color. Four of them identify as black. Eight are uh, white, I guess. And then of that, I think nine of them are women. Somewhere, somewhere around that. Some, uh, some sort of breakup there. And <laughs> Ralph was like, yo, we... No, go ahead, go ahead and tell them what you said about it. Oh, <laughs> So jury selection is like the biggest tell of how our our whole society functions and works because we designed um, – well, justice is blind, right? That's a phrase that everybody understands, like lady justice with the blindfold on and the, holding the scales. Um, the entire idea of the justice system is that you're supposed to be evaluated by a jury of your peers – um, and you're supposed to be allowed to present the best defense possible with a bunch of checks and balances in place to ensure that you have access to the same evidence as the prosecutor, um, to ensure that you have the time to be able to um, mount your defense, that if you don't, if you're not a resourceful person, that you're actually provided with people um, who will work a in conjunction with you to help you fight your case if you choose to do so. Um, and for those cases that do ultimately end up taking place in front of a jury, there is nowhere in America where it is more evident that our justice system, while aspirationally wonderful, is actually kind of a giant farce than in the jury selection process. Because justice is supposed to be blind. You're supposed to be afforded all these rights. And then the moment that these people who went to law school to uphold these principles and these values get into a position to actually whittle down a jury, what do they do, George? They stereotype. It's the yeah, first yes. freaking thing that they do. Yep. Like, oh, we don't want too many women on here. They might be too sympathetic to this. We don't want too many black people in this jury because they might be too symp sympathetic to this. We don't want too many people who worked in this industry because it might be damaging to our client. Like, they might understand more of what he's talking about than he's actually talking about. Like, we then separate into every little group and every possible label that you can that you can have in order to put together this jury of your peers, you're allowed to eliminate them, move them around and everything like that. Conflicts of interest. Plus people just don't want to do it period. And it is, it, it is the biggest indicator that everything that we aspire to as a society is just hanging on by thread because we Dude, throw all well, those values out the window in order to put okay, well, well, together think, a jury to prosecute and convict. Well, well, think about this is that there was so long that a jury of your peers didn't look like your peers. So I think that that while it is, you know, that while that while you're right, it's clearly necessary. You know, what I mean, like if you have a black man 
and you're trying to say, and you're saying a jury of his peers. Okay, where where does he live at? His peers should be people that work with him, people who live in his neighborhood. Like that's the jury of your peers. I mean, it, it's it it's like right. It's like where where I live, right? There are different factors surrounding where I live because I have my next door app. I got my ring app. So I know what's happening in my neighborhood, right? If you pull a jury of my quote unquote peers from like Riverside or San Diego, they got different stuff going on there. So it's not my peers. Like if you pull all white people from, from Riverside, that ain't my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my peers. They can't necessarily relate. So when it comes to is it reasonable or not reasonable doubt, I think that you get a a different situation based upon who is on the jury. And I think that that's noteworthy. I guess I guess it's just that you you have these people that say, like, they believe in the upholding and enforcing and fair practice of the law and that justice is blind and that you're going to do everything you can to seek justice. And then the moment you the moment that you get a black perpetrator who wants to take their case to or a black accusee who wants to take their case to trial, you got a prosecutor who's like, let's not get too many black people on this jury. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I don't know. It just it, it just shows you how thin the veneer of what we're trying to build as Americans are. And I still believe in it. And I'm still I still believe in those aspirational ideals. I just the entire jury selection, jury building process, the way that we evaluate juries. It all just falls down into our base, like categorize everything um, instincts. And you're right. You're absolutely right. If if. You know, if I looked at a, if I was on trial and I looked out and I saw a jury of all people over the age of 70, I would be horrified. <laughs> if yes. I looked, you know, if I looked at a jury and it was all people under the age of 21, I would plead guilty. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with these people. You're like, so, I, you're like, bro, I don't know what, what are these peers? Gen Zers that, the, yeah, exactly. Um, so, the next thing up, is so Kevin Durant and Shannon Sharp have gotten in a fight. This is right on the heels of Kevin Durant Rappaport. and yeah, and Michael Rappaport getting in a fight. And I'm sitting here like, yo, like KD, what's up with you, bro? Like at some point in time, it's got to be him, right? Maybe. Maybe I don't think that Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, Most superstars have the ability to put Twitter down. Um, George, if you were on Kevin Durant's level, could you surrender your social media accounts to a management company? I wouldn't need to. (laughs) What are you talking about, dude? I can I tweet responsibly. I, I wouldn't. I would not. When you're on that level, here's here's the thing: is on. that yes, I would let them handle all my quote unquote sponsored tweets and stuff like that. But nah, I'm still tweeting for me. I'm I'm still tweeting. I'm still tweeting for me, baby. You go. You go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do them like uh, 
Michelle and Barack Obama, you're going to get that slash B.O. You're going to get that slash M.O. I mean, it, like, I'm I'm still going to, I would still participate in Twitter and Instagram or whatever because I like it. So I'm not surrendering it, but I also okay. am big enough and mature enough to not get in a fight with everybody. Like, and I'm not going to be, be, be telling him, uh, uh, you know, uh, Michael Rappaport to suck my dick and I'm a spit in his face when I see him. Like, bro, what's up with you? Like, like, okay. like, like that's for a phone call. That's not for a, a tweet. I feel you there. However, how many times in the last four weeks have either I called you or you called me and the conversation started. So we're not even talking about when we're on the phone for like an hour and then we slip this into conversation. How many times in the last month have I called you or you called me and the conversation started with, I just got into it with this dude on Twitter again. A few over like numerology. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I'm> t- okay, <laughs> Dude, I would not be responding. Actually, I would still be responding to, uh, I know, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, we can get on Kevin Durant about this. And it is, it is on Kevin Durant because most of the people out there have found it within themselves to surrender that part of what they're doing to somebody else. You're saying that you wouldn't even need to. I'm telling you right now that like, I believe most of the stuff you say, I don't particularly believe you on that end that if you were on what? Kevin Durant's level if you were on Kevin Durant's level and you spent 45 minutes a day arguing with somebody who was I like, don't do that though <laughs> I I don't that's a that's when I that's occasionally like I'll fire off like three <laughs> tweets and then I'm and then I'm like I quit okay tweets but what about in the DMs <laughs> How long can that go on for? That, How many paragraphs? Then, not very long. Only, only, only Rudy that. Carpenter has been able to rope me into that. He's the only person who's been able to rope me into um, like. Okay. okay. I, so, right. So, and that is why I have one person blocked on Twitter and only one. And it's Rudy Carpenter. So <laughs> I can't. I'm telling you that if I was on if I was on Kevin Durant's level and there's no reason that I, anybody there's no reason that even one one hundredth of the people who know Kevin Durant's name should know my name. Oh, if if it was even that amount, I would get in deep shit real quick. And see, so, see, that's you though, dude. You find, dude, you find trouble. I don't find trouble. So, like, yes, people may disagree with some of the things that I say, but at the end of the day, dude, I came from a factual place. I presented evidence. I'm not going back and forth with you all day, like my. Like true, truthfully, it was funny. I was talking to Clay Travis about this, and like a like a year ago or so, he was like, "Dude, I don't see all the comments." He he was he was like, "Dude, I, I say what I have to say. I know it's gonna start a fight, and then I go, <laughs> and then I like I throw some kindling in every now and then, and then and I let them fight." And like that's that's what your mention should be as an opinionist, though. Like they should they should be you giving an opinion facts data you know the reason why you think that and if you're and if you are compelling enough interesting enough then people will fight about it 
Okay, but when on Kevin Durant's level, he's not. He sometimes he's going at it with the the uh, people with burners and stuff like that, and sometimes he's the person with the burner going at it with people. But but that's what I'm saying. But I'm Michael Rappaport, no though. Michael Rappaport's a national name. Shannon Sharp's on TV four okay. or five days a week. So like, I would have gone so at Shannon you, Sharp would, if I were him, though. Okay, so you, what you're saying is it's just. It's not just Shannon Sharp, but it's too much. I'm agreeing with you. I don't even know how we ended up with talking in this tone at each other when I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> I think it's because I said that you you would need to give up your Twitter. No, I would need I, to give up my Twitter. We would. We would. No, we, we would, would not. To. Like I said, for promotional tweets, yes. But but look, here's the thing. is Shannon Sharp fell for a fake tweet, right? He okay. fell for a fake tweet. And instead of... Kevin Durant saying, yo, that was a, instead of him responding and saying, yo, Shannon, that was a fake tweet. You fell for it. Sorry, buddy. I never said that. Instead, you come off the top rope. Like this shows Kevin Durant has no relationship skills. Like he, if he were married right now, he would be divorced. Guaranteed. (laughs) Because you can't just come like this at people. Uh, tell me, tell me what you felt like was over over the line after somebody whose entire job is to talk about you put something on your name that you never did or said. So, okay, what would you so say that he said to Shannon he Sharp? He said that, he that was, was out of li- like he was like, uh oh, there go drunk uncle lying lying again, and it's like, no, it wasn't a lie. It was he got, dude. So, and it's not just Shannon, it's uh, producers, whoever else. They fell for a tweet, dude. They, whoever made the tweet, they got on national television. They put it in a quote box, all this stuff. Said he said it on a podcast, all of this. So, it was a mistake. So, I would have said, yo, Shannon. Because I I know that Shannon is not going to get on TV and intentionally say, I said something that I didn't say. So, I am because they they usually show clips. They'll play the audio, something like that. I would have just said, hey, yo, Shannon, I did not say that. That's that's a that's a made up piece of information. You know, I never said that. Okay, that's that's all I got to say. I don't it, right. I didn't have Sh- to- Shannon Sharp wanting to have that conversation in private after he went on TV and discussed something that didn't happen. Why can't that happen in public? I, I see. I don't, day, I don't have a I problem that- with that. It, it's just the tone that you come at somebody, the energy that you came at him when it was clearly wrong. Like, you know how misinformation is out here. He fell for it. All you got to say is, yo. Ha <laughs> dude, I can't believe you fell for that one, buddy. That's a misquote. That's a not. I never said that. I guess. I think you get back some of the energy you put out into the world, though. I mean, you've seen the way Shannon Sharp talks about Will Kane. Sometimes you just got to blast somebody in public. Like, and yeah. I, I, I agree with you that Kevin Durant is doing too much. I agree with you, right? Yeah. I also 100% get it. Hundred percent. Too too much, man. I fully you get gotta it. know what the breaks are. He doesn't. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's the same reason that he tried to come back and and lost his Achilles. He 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 is a habitual line stepper. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I mean, yeah. 
I won't say it's refreshing because I don't like seeing as, as much as people think that I'm a rubbernecker. I'm not like, I would rather everybody just exist in harmony, but if you're going to fight, let's at least make it interesting. I mean, so he didn't learn anything from the Michael Rappaport situation. Clearly. Um, what was there to learn though? He, there was nothing. He never, he never came out. Were you saying he lost money? You think he's going to lose money over this Shannon Sharp thing? I don't think he's going to lose money over this. No, dude. It, it was lost with the Michael Rappaport thing. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, the next thing up, it is time for cancel or consequence. Do we need to cancel? Cancel. 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 Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Cancel or consequence is the segment where we talk about things in life and we say the people either got canceled or they got consequences. So, Ralph, you have the floor, sir. Oh, I have the floor. Yeah. Homeboy. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, I want to share something with me. See if I can find it really quickly. So, one of the things I'm not I'm not a huge fan of what Twitter and most of social media has turned into. But it's it, you remember when you're a kid and you go digging up rocks and you find all the bugs underneath. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what Twitter and everybody having the ability to record, um, everybody having the ability to record has turned into is you can capture all of these different interactions on the street and everything like that. And so yesterday there was another one. There was a man who came out of his house and essentially like he accosted a, a young black man who, um, who people are claiming was walking on his own street. Um, I'm looking to see if I can find it so that you can you can actually pull it up. But this guy was big. He he looked to be about six three, six four. Um, He's towering over the, the dude. Yeah. So I'm sending you I'm sending you the actual uh, TMZ story because it ultimately got picked up. This dude is a sergeant in the army, and he accosts the black man for walking around on his his street in front of his house. Um, and he lives in South Carolina. He's a, about two hours south of where I'm at now. Um, and the soldier, the soldier in the video, the army sergeant, is actually stationed at Fort Jackson, and he's getting charged with a crime now for going out and telling the guy that was walking back and forth in front of his house, walking around the block, um, that he, he needed to move him. on. That he wasn't. He oh, he definitely was threatening him. His name is Jonathan Pentland, and he. Uh, all right, here we go. I found I found the video for you, George. So I'm going to send it over, um, and you let me know what you think. It just took me a, a minute to to find the actual video. Um, the guy's name is Jonathan Pentland. He's an Army sergeant, and he is a lot bigger than the the young black man that was walking around on his street. Um, I told you I mistakenly told you that he had like slides on in the in in the video. So there's no way that this is a black man looking for trouble. He doesn't have slides on. He has like uh, canvas shoes, like low yeah, top chucks like, or something some, like that. Like some vans. And shorts. Like some, yeah, he, he's got on like some Sperry's basically. This 100% Both is shoes. the least intimidating human I have ever. This is the least intimidating person I've ever seen on the left. The man on the right, the army sergeant, the bald guy, he scares the living hell out of me. And so he basically was just telling the guy to, to, to get a move on. And the guy wasn't responding. He just was, 
he he stood his ground, but he he never made any threatening motions, threatening moves. He didn't even make eye contact. He made sure not to make eye contact to escalate the situation. The only thing that he said at any point that I felt like could have escalated the situation even more is I think he at one point late in the video said like you smell like you're drunk because um, the guy was right up in his face. He got well, shoved. A, well, I don't even think that that's escalating. You're just like, yo, bro, are you drunk? Like, is this why you're behaving how you're behaving? I thought that okay, was reasonable. So, anyway, he got arrested. He's an army sergeant and he is now in custody. He had protesters outside of his house. Is this man, is this man a victim of internet cancel culture? And the mob mentality of like, let's out this dude's name. Uh, or is this like a, is this a legitimate consequence that somebody deserves for exiting their home and pushing somebody on the sidewalk? Right okay, now. here he is. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. You know go. what? Maybe you should hang on a little longer. We'll let's see go. how it goes. Then we won't have to get the report by ourselves. What is it you're doing here? Walking. Then, then walk. walk. Okay, and that's what I was doing. Well, you've been here like 15 minutes now. Let's go. Walk away. Keep walking. Walk oh, away. Man. I walked away. Walk away right now. You need help? You got this on camera. I'm happy to help you. Uh -uh. I didn't hit you. There's a difference between pushing you. You're the aggressor, buddy. You're aggressive on the neighborhood. Someone came running. You better walk away. You walk away. You talking to my wife right now? That's your wife. Walk away. I didn't walk away. Check it out. You either walk away or I'm gonna carry your ass out of here. What do you want to do? You better not touch. Or what? What are you gonna do? You up on me? Let's go. Walk away. I didn't do anything. I'm about to do something to you. You better start walking. I do anything to her. You better start walking so right now. You come after me like that. I ain't coming after you. You're in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. Get out. Get out. Where? Where's your house? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. Walk me home. Walk you better. Dude, that's that's the type of shit that drives me up a wall. How dare you ask me where the where the fuck do I live? How dare you don't have that right? And then he asked the young kid asked him, okay, what's what's your name? I don't have to give you my my name, but you expect me to give you my damn address for you to arrest? Hell to the no. Like you don't have a right to do that. I walk in my neighborhood all the time. This is insanity. I can't hear you, Ralph. Yep, I muted it because I was cussing during the video. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, one thing, okay. The wife, I'm assuming it was his wife, off camera yells, "Why don't you stick around so we don't have to file this report by ourselves?" Okay. She basically before that said, "If the police are here, when you get here, you're gonna see." Yeah. And that was some shit like that reminded me of the whole issue in the park where the woman got arrested um, because she brought her dog when the guy was out watching birds. Right. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. But then the husband is giving him the exact opposite direct. He's telling him to get the hell out of here. He's in the wrong neighborhood. And that's what he said. You're in the wrong yeah. neighborhood, motherfucker. Right. Yeah. He pushed him more than once. He pushed him once yep. before the video started and, and admitted to it on video and then pushed him again as the as uh, 
the young man uh, was trying to speak directly to his wife. He didn't want him to talk to his wife, so he pushed him again. I absolutely love that he didn't give him his address. There's absolutely no reason to give him yeah. your address. None. You can exist on a public sidewalk. That's fine. There's no reason why you can't just come out and have a conversation with somebody like, hey, what's your name? Like, whatever happened to that? Like, hey, what's your name? Do you live around here? Like, I, my name is this. Like, I've been talking to my neighbors all day. Like, there's a way that you approach your neighbors. This was not that. This was meant to be intimidating. This was meant to be threatening. And um, and you're getting mixed messages from the couple. Stick around and wait for the police to get here. The other person says, get out of here. The police have already been called, but you need to go. It's the right? assumption you that you don't belong there. That's the problem. Like, if the white man was walking through the the neighborhood nobody would assume that well what 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 why is he walking through the neighborhood because he feels like it. he's got two feet ten toes i walk through my neighborhood at all sorts of times of day and night and it's funny because i was talking to ralph earlier i was like man some sometimes i'm out thinking i'm like what if somebody because i've walked in hoodies i walk when it's dark when it's light all this stuff if somebody's just like yo i don't, I don't know i don't know if uh I don't know if he should should be around here. I don't know if he's from around here. I haven't seen him before. And it's just like, that's the part that's crazy to me is that I don't feel as that same way when I'm pushing the baby stroller, right? Because I, because I feel like I look very non-threatening when I'm pushing a baby stroller with a, a one in, with a less than two year old kid in it. You know what I mean? Like what, what could he be up to? No, he's just a dad out walking his kid. But when I'm out all by myself, I think that it, th this could be my own perception because, and, and mind you, maybe the people in my neighborhood don't think that for the, for the most part. Yeah. But some people do, though. You also, when we were talking about this on the phone, you brought up something really important. You say you never know what somebody's going through, right? And you you watch a video like this, and you see this guy come out of his house, and he is hot. Like, what else is going on in this guy's life? You think that he doesn't have black people that he's around in the military? Yep. Like, what happened here? What is going on? I remember, uh, so back in my hometown, which I bring up all the time, judges, police, all those people, they're, they, they, in the past, they have been a bit much. There's a reason I don't live there. Um, and uh, there's a reason that I tell young people to, 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 to get out if they can, if those people are still in charge. And uh, an elderly man, unfortunately, in my hometown, where there is not a lot of crime, it's a 15,000 person town in northern Wyoming, an elderly man was murdered in his own home by three teenagers who found a gun in a car and then found a house to go into and then got startled by uh, by the old man in his own home, shot him. He died. All three of them got sentenced to life in prison. Right. Ooh. So. Right. So that happened in my hometown and it was super scandalous because it's a really small town. Stuff like this doesn't just happen. And the age of the town is elevated. A lot of people are a lot older and uh, their attitude toward kids is not always super positive. So. A kid in that town who I mentored through both church work and Big Brothers Big Sisters, somebody who I consider as close as family, uh, a couple of months later was out walking the neighborhood like this young man was. And the judge in that case who who was dealing with the, uh, the, the young men who had committed that crime, who were party to that homicide, saw a young man walking in his neighborhood in the middle of the day 
and he had had a few drinks. He walked out and he punched this kid. His name's Lane, Lane Terzif, punched, punched him in the back of the head just for walking in his neighborhood. And if you put all of those things together, like, but it makes sense. Like there was a murder in this town. The judge was older. This guy was older. It happened because of some teenagers. He saw a teenager walking in the town. He decided to go out and take that out on him. So could this possibly be an issue of like, this dude isn't racist. He just had a really bad day and has terrible uh, coping and negotiating and communication skills or because of some of the peripheral ways that this played out of it, basically his wife saying like, see what happens if you're still here when the police get here. Exactly. Do you, you think this was just simply a matter of prejudice? I think it was a matter of prejudice because of those things. And, and so his consequences of him being, having charges and all of that, that's not being canceled to me. That's getting consequences. Like if you threaten people, you're going to likely face some sort of prosecution or backlash on some, on some, on some, on some level. Like if you just go out and even approaching somebody who's walking around a neighborhood, it would be different if he had on a trench coat and in the middle of the summertime, that's a reason to be like, yo, something, something's weird, right? If it's a hundred degrees outside, he's walking up and down, down the street with a trench coat on. You're like, eh, I don't know about this. I might call the police in that circumstance, right? But but he was courteous enough to be walking around in his own neighborhood with a mask on his face. Yeah, <laughs> this did not. This did, did that 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 young man did not look in, especially when you consider the source of, of all the anger and everything. I don't I don't know the whole story here, but that 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 was a, definitely a mismatch of physicality. What what would you have done in that situation, George? Would you it, would you have been able to maintain your composure like this kid did? Um, probably until, until you push me at at the point in time where you put your hands on me, because that, this guy's not a whole lot bigger than me, if he is at all. So at the time you put your hands on me, homie, you have, you have showed up at the right place. Unless, unless my family was, was around, then, then you got a better chance of me you know, chilling, chilling out. Cause then, well, actually, I don't know. Cause then, because, because my wife would have went crazy and then it would have been over. I would have had to pull, pull her off of him. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would have gotten my jaw broken. 100%. My, I, that, that man would have whooped my ass because I, I wouldn't have been able to hold my tongue. Not, not you, like that. Are you, I'm, are you, are you sure? Because, because, because we saw the big guy fight the little guy in Walmart. So I'm not 100%, dude. These things don't always go the way you think they will. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, speaking of fighting though, Aaron Donald, this is, the, oh, actually should say, this is the best of social media right here. Now, 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 now. here's the best of social media, the best of social media, um, Aaron Donald, uh, defensive lineman for the, uh, LA Rams. He is supposedly is going to have criminal charges filed against him for an incident that happened in a club in Pittsburgh. And here is the guy's face now. So that's the guy's eye. And he's got a sling on. And when I see this guy's eye swollen shut, all I think about, I forget it was a movie. He's like, Eh, 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 eh. like his eyes talking like that eye looks like it has like it can speak but here's the thing is his lawyer came out and said that this was completely unprovoked and i'm like 
Aaron Donald plays with knives. He trains with knives, does all of this stuff. I've been in clubs where people try to try you because you're an athlete and they do something just so out of pocket. There's I would be willing to bet bet my month's paycheck from Mad Dog that Aaron Donald did not unprovoked punch this dude in the face. Uh, I will also, I guess, bet your money. I'm not betting any of my money, <laughs> of my money on this. I don't know no, which which do you okay. do you do you think that it's likely that Aaron Donald punched him unprovoked? I don't want to answer this question. I don't. I just don't. I. My answer to this question is not going to make me any friends. It's just not. And so. Okay. All right. I will well, say that well, I look. You... I look forward to finding it. I. I don't know, man. We've seen some. We have seen some football players in the very recent past do some things that you could never imagine a human being doing. And it, and it's a very possible that it had nothing to do with who they once were, but who they are now. Um, dude, Aaron Donald and I, didn't, I need didn't more punch this dude in the face for no reason. Mm-mm. I do not. Well, I'm sure. That. Okay. 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 Let's go back one. Let's go back one. If Aaron Donald has a reason, that still doesn't mean that there was a reason. No, no, I believe that there right. was a reason to punch him in the in the in the face. I would be willing to bet that there was a okay. a a reason that if we found out that it would be like, oh, hmm, I would have probably punched his ass in the face too. Um, all right, we just got done talking about. It. We just got done talking about this. We just got done talking about this. That like you you want to keep your cool up until the point where you get pushed or whatever. Like if if this dude said that Aaron Donald's grandma's a bitch or something like that. Like to some people, that's a reason, but to the law and in a civil case, like that's not a reason to commit, to commit assault. If you're asking me, I'm I'm saying would that there is, that there's probably a reason that I would have probably punched the guy in the face too. All right. I just, all I'm saying is it, it, I can't, for me, it cannot, not exist out of the realm of possibility that someone would commit an act of violence without proper cause because that's how the world works okay the last thing on that's a that's a thought (laughs) no i'm joking with you no 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 that was that one is actually a reasonable thought um so here's another one that ralph found uh from the best of social media um a guy tweeted this was what did he what did he tweet? This was his brother's uh presentation. His brother was like in a diversity training or something like that. Hold on. Yeah. All right. So my brother is doing a diversity training at work, and this is one of the slides. That's what it says. Okay, so can you read the slides? Yeah, case study number three, ethnic stereotype. Michael clocks out for lunch from his post on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and sits down to eat in the employee lounge. Another security professional, Cindy, is just finishing up her lunch and notices that Michael has a small sandwich and a bag of apple slices. She exclaims, what kind of Italian are you? That is the smallest sandwich I have ever seen. Throw some meat on that bread or bust out some pasta and gravy, you big pies on. You're going to be starved by the end of your shift. 
So the so the question at Dude. the end is, how do you think this makes Michael feel? Is Cindy implying that Michael needs to eat more food because he is Italian? Do you think that Cindy's comments could have offended others in the employee lounge? Bro, this is straight uh, out of, of The Office. This is Michael Scott, Diversity Day. I'm not calling you Mr. Brown. Every time I get to talking about uh, an ignorant ass got to pull out, like, I take care of my kids. <laughs> this is Michael Scott. I, I, I like it that he designed the actual slide. Some of these, some of these replies genuinely make me want to cry laughing. I just sent you one and it's just a picture of, <laughs> I just, I just sent you one and it's just a picture of uh, Tony Soprano. And it says, Michael, what's this I hear about you're making tiny sandwiches and getting called out at work by some bitch named Cindy. What are you on a diet? You know, she's right though. Grab some gabagool and mortadella before you leave for your lunch tomorrow. Right. Bro. Like, this is, I just, <sighs> I've never even heard of this, I guess. Like, how do you think other people in the break room would feel that she thinks Michael's sandwiches are too small for him to be Italian? Bro. Is, it, is Michael Italian? Like Exactly. There, there, there's so many levels to, uh, to, to this whole thing. Um, but you guys, this has been Reister or Wrong. Uh, thank you guys for your time. We thank you for your energy. Catch us on Friday. Oh, we got some big interviews tomorrow that you guys are going to hear about. So, yeah, uh, get ready for those. Catch you guys on Friday. Peace out. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.